Well, this one's easy, Ben. You just take meta, and then you take the M, and you turn it upside down, and you get weta. From meta to weta. <laughs> or maybe, I guess maybe the news was weta first. What happened first? Meta the was weta? first. No, meta, meta actually happened at the end of October, right. but we were, right. we were all over it. But yes, yeah, so you're listening to Dithering Preview, which is a collection of clips from our podcast in November. Dithering is a four-pay podcast, $5 a month. You can subscribe at dithering.fm. But if you want a taste for what it's like, then you can listen to this preview. November 2nd, more on meta. Yeah, well, I mean, I think the work angle is actually super compelling for lots of reasons. So if you think about it, if you're working from home, everything is online, right? Like your interactions with your coworkers, your actual work, your meetings, all of it is just looking at a screen. And, And there's a much smaller distance between sitting at your desk and looking at a monitor and sitting at your desk with a headset on, right? It's, it's actually like the distance there is, is quite small. And I actually thought one of the other interesting points he raised was that a VR headset is going to be clearly superior to a computer monitor in, in like five to 10 years, which I thought was actually pretty interesting because we always think about what's next past the phone, but we're in a state where we use computers for work and then phones for everything else. Again, us privileged sort of white collar workers right, right, that, that, right. that can work that way to be clear, but maybe the, the the VR idea is not coming for the phone. The phone will still obviously continue to exist, and we're going to walk around carrying our phones. It's coming for the computer, which, which is actually a, a sort of interesting way to think about it, and like not, not what people were, were, when you think about the progression of technology, you think, oh, what's after the phone? Well, no, maybe it's like, what is, like there's these simultaneously things, what's after the computer is sort of the real question. November 5th, Google's Korea Solution. You you can see that 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 there's an impulse within Apple that they they would simultaneously be drawn to make the compliant thing as janky as possible out of competitive spite because they don't want people to actually use it and they're bitter that the law got passed. But at the other part, they're constitutionally drawn to make everything they do look as nice as possible. Like they don't really do a lot of spiteful interface stuff because it's just is it's just not in their their person to do it. But it is funny as an initial response that they've said, uh, we're already compliant. Let's see how it works. <laughs> yeah. So Google announced this thing. But I think that the, the interesting part of this is if a developer uses a different payment system, they still have to pay fees to Google. And so Google basically focuses on the 15% fee. We didn't talk about this, but Google reduced all subscription prices to 15% on day one, off the board for all developers. Uh, like So there's no 15%, the fir- 30% the first year, 50% the second year. They already changed that for, you know, for, for the first million dollars. Now it's for everything, but only for subscriptions, not for purchases, which obviously, as we saw with Apple and Epic, all the money comes from games. So it doesn't impact that. And you can right. see this is the sort of change that both Apple and Google should have made years ago because like they could have preempted so many of these problems and preserved the real moneymaker. But now they're at risk of like losing it all. November 9th, Zillow. Algorithmic trading is a lot easier like on the stock market when it's instantaneous or effectively instantaneous. And so at any like 11.01 a.m., and zero three seconds on Tuesday, the algorithm detects that somebody is selling a stock for $89 and somebody else wants to buy the same stock for 89 and 10 cents. You could just buy it all at 89, everything they're offering, sell it to the other guy for $89 and 10 cents and 
you come out ahead Yep, because you can do it right away. Real estate cannot work that way, right? There's like a role for intuition in there. Like there's just absolutely no way to buy a house and sell it uh, that quickly. Like it's, it's a process that takes months and you're at the mercy of the market moving, you know, like obviously it happened to Zillow this year where the overall real estate market changed trends after, after they tweaked their algorithm the wrong way. And there's just no way to sort of lock in an arbitrage situation that like you can in, in other markets where you can sell the thing you bought right after you bought it. November 12th, Unity buys Weta. They, I think they're going to just continue unabated as they have been as a super good VFX shop. But in terms of what it means to gaming and extrapolating forward the way that gaming is where this metaverse, omniverse, whatever you want to call it, is coming from, it it's about software and tooling, honestly. Yeah, absolutely. And you think about it, gaming, something like a World of Warcraft thing where you're there with lots of other people, like that's obviously a precursor to this idea of a metaverse, right? And right. and so you back that out and you know, we talked about, you know, the Bucks and 76ers are playing. Like, what if we could have a experience where it feels like we're at the game and we're with each other, despite the fact we're all the way across the world? Like, that that's not quite doable today, but it's a fair bit closer than I think people realize. And something like this, where it feels, you know, it's more immersive, not just in a graphical cartoony sense, but in a real world sort of, it feels real. I think that, like that, that's where they're going. November 16th, podcast misinformation. When you get to something like a podcast where you have to explicitly choose to listen to it, there's no algorithms involved. It's like literally sitting down listening to an hour of someone talking. It's kind of difficult to escape the idea that if you're arguing that Apple should be picking and choosing what can be heard or Spotify should be deciding that you're just not outright in favor of censorship. But let's be honest about it, right? Like, I mean, like there's no... There's no algorithmic choosing going on here. It's just straight up, we think what is being said here is bad and you should control what's being said. Again, leaving aside what the content actually is, there's not really any other description for what's going on here. There, well, you and I often argue about idealism versus practicality, you know, and that it, it both politics and in all fields, you know, that, but people can be blinded by their idealism. But I would say everybody should intuitively understand that if you're going to have a free press, that you cannot have, there's no such thing as a free press where it's all true. The false goes along with the true. I mean, there's, there's no other way. It's, it, I don't even see how a, a, a diehard, a, a idealist on this front could, could argue otherwise. November 19th, Apple repair and unity. The big interest to me, about Weta and Unity in particular marrying is that what I see, and I would almost analogize it to the way that mobile chips were clearly, and to my eyes, gaining on desktop chips, you know, that, that especially Apple's silicon, but even like Qualcomm ARM across the board were, are, have clearly been gaining on x86 for a decade or even a slightly longer. I would say that that the interesting thing about Unity's now combined business is the way that the uh, production quality of real-time rendering in something like Unity's engine is gaining on the pre-rendered output of Hollywood visual effects. November 23rd, Thanksgiving. 
And the problem with this is it's not just that like, oh, the, the media should cheerlead tech. It's that when you write stories like this, every single legitimate criticism just falls on increasingly deaf ears. And I, I mean, I feel this myself. Like It's very hard to take anything the, the media says about tech seriously anymore. Like You just assume it's, like it's coming with this framing. November 30th, changes at Twitter. If somebody who signed up for Twitter at the end of 2006 could look at Twitter today and be like, oh, I get it. It's yep. still familiar, right? Yep. It's And it's that's not a, a, a complaint from me. It might be as a shareholder, you know, but as a public utility, Twitter has done pretty good. It is good to me. Overall, net net, it is good to have a platform where people can just sort of authoritatively post short things of text that say blank. And here it is. That's my tweet. All right. I think that the whole change the name of your company thing, I think it's getting old. <laughs> it's getting out of control. It's getting no, it's getting old. Yeah. And I kind of feel like maybe, hopefully, Facebook doing it, like literally what, like the third highest market cap company, third or fourth? I think fifth, yeah. Something like uh, Well, well, top five market cap company changing their name for PR purposes. Uh, hopefully that's the end of it. Really? I mean, <laughs> I know we, we never talked about Square going to block, but <laughs> oh. <laughs> yes. Anyhow, you can subscribe to Dithering by going to dithering.fm. It's super easy. Listen to it in any podcast player you want. $5 a month, 15 minutes an episode, not a minute less, not a minute more. And and you could also get it for 50 bucks a year. Save some money. Be smart. Oh, and gifts. We have, we have to say this oh. on a regular podcast. Dithering.fm yeah. slash gifts. Tell your friends. Tell your parents. Get in your stocking.